So, anything to report then? Report? Yeah, about Adam and Eve. Who else? No, nothing really. What? So you've had a front row seat at the dawn of humanity, Mark II, and you've observed nothing of interest. No, they just mooch around looking all content and occasionally going, hello plants, hello flowers. As uh, as spectacles go, it's uh, it's pretty boring, actually. Well, you've changed your tune. Not long ago, you were waxing lyrical about Eve, declaring that she was some kind of goddess. Well, I just saw through her. Saw through her? Yeah, she's nicely put together and everything, but uh, I'm afraid it's all it's all looks and no substance. And as for Adam, Jesus, what a thicko! I, th- I think God spent just a little too much time on his genitals and uh, not enough on his cerebral cortex. She rejected you, didn't she? Well, what? Uh, no. Oh, come on, Neil. I know you too well. You just couldn't resist it, could you? You were so enamoured of her beauty that you had to have a crack at her. Yes, all right, bird, so I had a little flirt. No harm in that. (coughs) No harm in that. They've only just been created and you're already trying to intrude upon their perfect union. And did you really think she would drop Adam, that Adonis, that perfect archetype of manliness, for you, Neil? All right, don't rub it in. Anyway, I bet she'd find me funnier than that monosyllabic slab of meat. Yeah, I'm sure she would. But sadly, for all the wrong reasons. Hold on, isn't that Eve now? Yeah, and she's making a beeline straight for us. She looks very determined. Probably going to give you an earful for your previous inappropriate behaviour. Shit, do you reckon? That'll be embarrassing, eh? A verbal dressing down from Aphrodite herself. Ouch. Neil, can I speak with you? Uh, what, uh, sure. Alone, if possible. Oh, yeah, um, uh, seagull, hop it. Okay. Uh, look, Eve, I, I hope I didn't offend you earlier. It, you know, it's just the... Don't worry, I wasn't offended at all. Quite the opposite, in fact. Really? Yes, Neil. I really enjoyed talking to you. It's so, uh, oh, what's the word? N- n- nice? Refreshing. Refreshing? <laughs> Gosh, you are getting to grips with the language. Adam is sweet and everything, but he don't have your depth or insight. Right. Uh, only the last time I saw you, you were certainly displaying some strong, uh, you know, uh, uh, bonding with him. Oh, that's just meaningless sex, Neil. Oh, uh, okay. What I'm interested in is passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and would that also include sex? Of course. Look at me, Neil. I have been designed to give any man total carnal satisfaction. Yeah, uh, given your uh, magnificent physique, uh, that does seem perfectly credible as an offer. But I crave more, much more. Will you prove yourself to me, Neil? Well, I'll certainly have a go. <laughs> Though it, it wouldn't involve wrestling Adam or anything strange like that, would, would it? Oh, why on earth would it? it... <coughs> Sorry. Sorry. I had something caught in my throat. Uh, That's probably a bit of sprue. Sprue? Yeah, when I make model aircraft, the parts are attached to bits of plastic called sprue. Um, The sprue controls the flow of the plastic material into the mould, you see. Um, You know, whether whether that mould is for a a part of uh, the fuselage of the plane or, or the wing or even the cockpit. Right. Fascinating. So, I just imagined that as you've only recently been created, um, there might be equivalent to bits of waste sprue still floating about you. Oh, such depths of knowledge, Neil. This is just what Adam cannot hope to provide me. Well, you know, I, 
I have been around. <laughs> uh, talking of sprue, uh, I remember when I was making this model Lancaster bomber, there was an amazing amount of... Neil, I can't hold back any longer. Okay, <laughs> but uh, but perhaps we should find a, you know, a nice kind of mossy hollow or something. Uh, somewhere we can, you know, s- snuggle down away from prying eyes. No, I need something tangible from you first. Oh, tangible. That diction of yours is really coming along there, isn't it? Please, Neil, listen. Sorry, I suppose I'm, I'm, I'm a tad bit nervous. I need you to bring me something that will open up the floodgates of knowledge. Something that will complete me. Something that only you, Neil, can provide. Sure, just point me the way and, 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 and I'll go and grab it for you. So, sire, what is your decision? Well... For me, while I quite like Anaconda and Python, I'd, I'd rather that we, we use the different theme altogether. But it has always been snakes. Yes, and either large or very poisonous ones, like a viper. So, what do you have in mind, Prince Regent? And please don't say cake. Why not cake? It's something we're all familiar with. It's something you are very familiar with. But you can't have a major crisis being handled by a, an emergency meeting of Lemon Drizzle or, or Black Forest Ghetto. Actually, Black Forest Ghetto could work really well. I mean, this crisis is quite scary, so you know, that makes sense with it being a dark chocolate cake. Oh, I see. And I suppose the red cherries could signify uh, danger or even blood. Yeah, exactly. But what about the whipped cream? Don't most Black Forest Gattos rely upon cream as a dramatic counterpoint? Yes, Derek, I believe you're right. Whipped cream for something such as this would make a complete mockery of the gravity of the situation. For the time being, let's just refer to this second crisis as Viper 2, shall we? So, with that settled, can we now focus our minds on possible solutions, please? Yes, David, we need to act fast! Despite my best efforts, the core is hemorrhaging life usage at an alarming rate. Just a thought, but do you think this might have something to do with death being suspended? What do you mean, June? Well, if death has lost her warrant card, as it were, then... Well, who exactly is out there collecting in her place? I would have presumed that the collections department would have provided cover. Uh, that might have happened in other departments, David, but collections is rather old-fashioned. After all, there is, and only ever has been, one death. I see. No wonder the system is bleeding out, then. Right, sire. Over to you. What do you suggest? Me? Well, yes. Uh, The last time I looked, you were still Prince Regent. Only I'm rather tired after all that thinking about the new crisis committee name. Can't we have a cake break? Cake break? No time for that. May I remind you that you are, for the time being at least, sitting at the head of this illustrious table, sire. Right. Well, uh, I know. I know. What if Sigrun took over from death? She collects dead people. Actually, that's not a bad idea. With all due respect, Prince Hugh, that is not going to work. Of course it won't work. Sigrun heads up a highly specialised team that collects the souls of fallen warriors. Can you imagine it if the head of the Valkyries had to deal with postmen and accountants? It would be ridiculous and demeaning. Well articulated. Thank you, Commander. It would be like me, a senior commander in the Praetorian Guard, having to work as a, a as a lavatory assistant. Mm. Not quite the same, Commander. 
Death might be more than a little offended by the comparison. Well, June, I don't think we should be worrying about Death's feelings right now. She still remains the number one suspect for the Scythe murders. And how are the investigations going on that front, David? I'm still finding bits of Harry down the back of my upfloor consoles. It's most distressing. As far as I know, the police are busy putting together the case. My feeling is that Death's long and illustrious career is fast nearing an inglorious end. Which, I hasten to add, will be a marvellous opportunity to overhaul her whole department. So, what about the leak? Yes, Prince Hugh, what about the leak? I don't know. I really thought I'd come up with a good solution just then. Sorry, my head's gone all fuzzy. I don't know what else to say. In which case, I propose a motion of no confidence in our leader. David, are you sure you want to... Yes, June. I regret to say that I, as Lord Chamberlain, have lost faith in young Hugh here, and that for the sake of the company we need a new, strong leader to steer this ship. Those in favour of this motion of no confidence say aye. 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 Those against? Nay. Nay. Oh, sorry Hugh, I'm afraid you can't vote on this. Oh. The ayes have it. The motion is carried. Hugh, it is with sadness but also with a huge sense of relief to tell you that your services will no longer be required. I'm so sorry it didn't work out, Hugh. That's all right. I guess I did my best. And Hugh, please could you leave behind the Battenberg cake? Okay. Oh, David, that's just mean. Sorry, June, but all pastries and baked items provided by this council are now property of Cosmos PLC. Does that include the colouring book? No, Hugh. Given how heavily coloured in it is now, you can keep it as a souvenir of your brief time in power. Oh, look. There appears to be a seat that needs filling. I will get word to her. Oh, you're handling them very well, Santa. Thank you. They can be a bit temperamental, reindeer, but they're showing you a lot of respect. They're probably a bit scared of me. (laughs) Ah, yeah, probably. Must be that rather dashing scar you have on your cheek. How did you get that again? Oh, there was a slight uh, misunderstanding with a very feisty receptionist. Gosh. Well, I wouldn't like to get on the wrong side of her. No. Luckily, she's retired now. Right. Now, shall we go through your mission brief one more time? Sure. So, at this speed and altitude, we should be arriving bang on schedule at the house. Now, as this delivery is still part of the training module, you'll be delivering a smaller load than usual... But you've still got to keep your wits about you. Of course. Firstly, you need to get the reindeer into a tight holding pattern over the chimney. Check. Then it's hold on to your braces time as you wait for the green light for the drop itself. Got it. And once down the chimney, you'll slip into full stealth mode by activating the soft boot function on your boots. Check. Then it's just a matter of keeping your head and visiting the targets according to the delivery programme schedule. Right? Right. Got all that. And don't forget, even though we're using a training family that have been cleared for this exercise, there could still be real-life hazards that you need to handle. Hazards like dogs? That's right. There could be dogs or elaborate movement sensors that could trigger an alarm. 
Oh, talking of alarms, that's our cue to start the descent. I'm on it. How are you feeling? Pumped up. Great. Good luck. Come on, Uriel. Fire up the chariot. Oh, are we off somewhere? I have to say, I know we're meant to be lying low and all that, but I have been getting a bit of an itch for some more adventuring. Uh, are you okay to drive? Yeah, sure I am. I've been nibbling on some berries, which would have soaked up a lot of the alcohol. Right, well, let's get airborne. I'll give you directions en route. Neil, where are you going? It's all right, Seagull. I'm not going far. I've just got to go and pick something up for Eve. Eve? You've encountered the goddess Eve, daughter of Eden, mother of all mankind? But I thought she'd been turfed out years ago. This is a new version. Adam and Eve reborn. Oh, wow. How cool is that? And, Uriel, it turns out that she's got quite a soft spot for me. But that makes no sense. Doesn't it? Think about it, Bird. Adam might be all buffed and shiny, but he's got nothing on me when it comes to raw, lived experience. You're hardly Shackleton or Hemingway, Neil. You're an out-of-work bookseller who can't even manage to die properly. You may scoff, Bird, but Eve has obviously seen something special in me. You know, some inner precious metal. Inner precious metal? And anyway, it turns out that I can die now, if I want to. Eh? Yeah, Death sorted out the problem with my certificate. I'm clear to go whenever I fancy. So why are you still here then? Why aren't you enjoying your premium afterlife package? Well, for two reasons. One, someone had to save your feathers. Oh yes, thanks for that, Uriel. Don't mention it. Yeah, well, whatever. And, and secondly, there's Tasmin. I am not leaving her behind. Oh yes, Tasmin. She's really going to appreciate you running around doing errands for the most gorgeous woman the Almighty has ever created. Although, what happens on tour stays on tour, eh, Seagull? What? All those racy games we played when we should have been 100% focused on protecting Eden. Yeah, exactly, Uriel. You weren't even there, Neil. How would you know what we got up to? Well, based on my experience of Uriel's daring do so far, I imagine you you, you two got up to some right old shenanigans. Oh, we did, didn't we, Neil? Shenanigans? It was mostly pontoon, snap and ridiculous guessing games. Anyway, it's no biggie. I've, I'm just going to go and fetch you a bit of fruit. It's no big deal. A bit of fruit? No big deal? Yeah. And uh, would that bit of fruit perhaps be an apple, Neil? Maybe. Maybe. An apple from the Tree of Knowledge. Perhaps. Oh my goodness, the Tree of Knowledge. I'd love to see that while we're here. Oh, that and the Tree of Life, of course. We're not tourists, Uriel. We're renegades. And Neil, do you really think you should be giving this new Eve some fruit from that tree? Just think for a moment what happened first time round, will you? What utter devastation such action caused. Yeah. To be fair, it wasn't good. Wasn't good might just be the understatement of the century. No, strike that. More like the understatement of all time. Well, it's what she wants, Bird, and I'm not going to disappoint her. Come on, Uriel. Let's get going. Ah! Uriel, don't do it. Sorry, Curundiel. I spent thousands of years guarding that tree, but not once did I get to see it. This might be my one and only opportunity. Ah! Uriel, you're drunk. You're not thinking straight. Giddy up! Oh, 
piss balls, airy bollocks. Do you want a hand up? No, I'm good, thanks. It's just I know the beard can sometimes get caught up on the runners. Our old Santa was always doing that. <laughs> Silly old thing. Right, so how did it all... Oh, is that blood? Oh, no, it's uh, jam. Jam? Uh, aye. Mm. Mm. Definitely jam. A blend, I think. Strawberry and raspberry, I guess. Well, but it's all over you. It's on your boots, it's on your hood, it's Hey, a- silly me. One of them was making a big vat of it in the kitchen and I just stumbled straight into it. Jam making at two in the morning? I know. Very strange time to be concocting fruit preserves. Yes. Well, how odd. Anyway, apart from the jam encounter, how else did it go? Okay. Ish. I mean, I managed to deliver most of the presents, but the commotion with the jam woke up the rest of the family, so I had to beat a rather hasty retreat. Oh, well, that's a shame. I mean, I know there are always hazards in this game, but I hadn't factored in a split vatted jam when I was compiling the risk assessment. Well, shall we try another venue? Uh, aye, I'd love to have another go while we're out and about. Where do you have in mind? An orphanage? perhaps? Orphanage? Uh, well, no, we... Well, we don't deliver to orphanages anymore. Well, that's a shame. So many poor, vulnerable children tucked away in easily accessible homes with minimum security, apparently. Well, there was this incident, you see. Incident? Yeah, with the previous Santa. Sorry, I'd rather not talk about it. It was very difficult time for ourselves. Of course, no matter. I know where we should go. Where's that, then? It's a boarding house in this sweet seaside town called Eastwater. A boarding house, you say? That should contain a good number of uh, clients for me to surprise. Exactly. And it'll be such a nice surprise for Mrs Taylor, the landlady, too. She had a very, um, messy experience with the previous Santa. So hopefully, your visit will go a long way to help rebuild her belief in Christmas again. Does it matter that it's not actually Christmas? Oh no, I think that'll just add to the surprise. Oh, I think she's going to be thrilled. Oh, I'll radio the workshop to let them know about our new destination. How exciting! (laughs) Great, Eastwater it is then. Me? You're good. Oh, ah, not the most comfortable way to travel. Yeah, it's lucky you're immortal and I'm an angel, otherwise we'd be toast. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm still feeling a bit char-grilled. What I don't understand is why God had to build it like this in the first place. More theatrical, I guess. Yeah, but at what cost? I mean, surely it must have just cremated the prophet Elijah when he was taken up to heaven in one of these. Hmm, quite possibly. I have to say, I don't think anyone's seen him around since. Now, according to this map that Eve gave me, the Tree of Knowledge should be just right over there. There we go. That must be it. Oh. Really? Yep. One apple tree with ruby red apples on it. It's quite small, isn't it? I'm no expert, Uriel, but I think that's the size of your typical apple tree. But this is the Tree of Knowledge. I thought it would be huge with... 
apples the size of footballs. Again, no expert, but the bigger the fruit doesn't necessarily mean the better the fruit. Yeah, suppose so. Hey, just imagine what sort of scrumpy cider all those apples would make, eh? Uh, yeah, uh, it could be quite potent, I imagine. If we're going to do this, then we might as well really do this, if you know what I mean. Yeah, if Eve only wanted the one apple euro, then I'm not sure that that's... I'll just a... gather a few then. Just enough to fill my helmet. Right, uh, okay, well just let me grab that big juicy one in, in the middle there, before you turn it into scrumpy. Don't do it, Neil. Don't pick the... Uriel, what are you doing? Don't worry, Seagull. It's just enough to make a couple of bottles of cider. But that's sacrilege. I mean, you dedicated literally thousands of years of your life to protect this tree and its fruit. Yeah, I know, buddy, but when you get the thirst, you get the thirst, if you know what I mean. Neil, give me that apple. No, get your own. I don't want a bloody apple. Please don't do this. I appreciate that you've fallen head over heels for Eve, but this surely can't end well. You must know that. Look, Curandiel, just because it all went pear-shaped last time... Ha! Don't you mean apple-shaped? <laughs> doesn't mean the same thing will happen again, Bird. When we were eavesdropping, we didn't hear God telling them not to eat anything. But even so, Neil... Look, the bottom line is that the lady has spoken and I must obey. Come on, Uriel. I have one hell of a date coming up. I'm bored. I want to go home now. Oh, why so soon? What do you mean, why so soon? The agreement was mind-blowing excitement and mountains of gold. So what happened? I don't think we quite promised you that. Anyway, you must show patience, Thomas. Show what? Patience? No idea what that means. Really? Yeah. I do know what liar means, though. I see. And pant shitter. Mm-hmm. And lying pant shitter. Yes, you've made your point, thank you, Thomas. Ah, ma'am, it's good to see you. Right, Thomas, it's time. <sighs> time for what? Time for you to know the truth. What, about whether dragons make gold or whether they steal it? No, the truth about your father. That he's not really my father. No, he's definitely your dad, Thomas. No. So what is his truth, then? Well, come with me and you'll find out. So, why are we hiding here watching the naked people? Isn't that a bit weird and pervy? They aren't ordinary people, Thomas. This is Adam and Eve. Adam and Steve? No, Eve. Oh, right. Difficult to know these days. Well, that's what Colin says. Mum says even when you think you're sure they're a girl, then they still might be a boy, and that the only way to know for definite is to stick your finger up there. Yes, OK, Thomas. Sorry, but you need to concentrate. This is very, very important. All right, then. So, Adam and Eve, what's so special about them? They are without sin. Sin? What, like wanking? Oh, yes, I suppose so. But not just... Wanking. Yes, that. But they are without anger, gluttony, greed, lust. The fun stuff, you mean? Well, some might think so. So they're like super boring naturalists, then? You mean naturists? No, I'm not stupid. I mean naturalists. 
because all they seem to be interested in is all the plants and animals and stuff. That's because it's their home, Thomas. And it's a very unique and special home created by God for them. In fact, there's nothing else quite like it in the whole universe. So what's this got to do with my dad? Ah, here he comes. Now, just keep quiet and all will be revealed. Eve, I have returned. You have? So, gorgeous, here it is. Oh, that's pretty. What is it? It's the apple. No, that's not an apple. That's a banana. No, this is definitely an apple. But I've already called that fruit a banana. A banana is yellow and a totally different shape, Adam. No, it isn't. It's red and round. No, that's an... Never mind. Eve, I have done what was commanded of me... For I am your servant, your slave, the one who truly and utterly adores you. I actually prefer apples, Neil. Eh? I like to peel open their soft yellow skins, and I eat the soft flesh inside them. No, no that's a banana, Eve. Oh, look, look, it doesn't really matter. Do you want this ap- fruit or not? I'll have it. Oi, butt out, dickwad. I don't mind if you give it to Adam. Look, Eve, I've just flown over to the other side of Eden to get this for you. I think you're confused. I like apples. It is an apple. An apple from the Tree of Knowledge, like you told me to get for you. Perhaps you'd prefer some scrumpy instead. What is scrumpy? Not important. Oh, fuck it. Here, Adam, knock yourself out. Thank you. Mmm, that's a really good banana. Oh, can I have a bite then? Oh, right, so now you're interested. Here, my love. Oh, you're right, Adam. Mmm, that really is a great tasting banana. Mmm, oh my. (coughs) Do you have any more? Adam, Eve, don't eat any apples. Oh, a talking bird? I'm not sure I like that. Yeah, I don't know why, but there's something not right about a beast that speaks. It's okay. Don't panic. I'm not Lucifer or anything. Lucifer? Uh, Okay, forget that. Look, I'm actually an angel, one of God's holy seraphim. That's nice. Uh, Are you lost? How can we help you? Have you eaten any apples that this man has given you? No. Oh, thank Christ for that. Though we did eat a banana that he gave us. Banana? Here's the skin. Hey, that's not a banana skin. That's an apple core. Oh, shitty, shit, shit. Oh, just give it a break, seagull. They've had an apple from the special magic tree, and guess what? Nothing has happened. Nothing. Nothing bad whatsoever. No. Uh, You're right. Everything is still okay. No earthquakes. No volcanoes. Oh, thank fuck for that. Perhaps you were right all along, Neil. Perhaps this time around it doesn't matter what fruit they eat. It's not going to make any difference. Adam? Yes, my love? Don't you think you should cover yourself up a little bit? (coughs) Oh, hang on. Yeah, I do suddenly feel a bit exposed. And, And you? Perhaps something to cover up those bits? No! 
Snafu. Snafu. Is that your name, bird? No, it stands for Situation Normal All Fucked Up. Not again! Everything's ruined. Ruined. Uriel, very slowly inch your way back into the chariot and get ready to get us out of here at warp factor fucking fast. Aye, aye, Skipper. But, Father, what is wrong? You ate of the apple from the tree of knowledge. Whoever eats of that fruit must be cast out of Eden into the wilderness. Their descendants cursed forever to live short, brutish lives afflicted with heartbreak, fear, and disease. Oh, don't worry, Father. We didn't eat an apple. We ate a banana. A banana? Really? <laughs> it must have been a cock up at our end then. Oh, goodness. You know, for a moment then, I thought I was going to completely revert to my old wrathful self. Gosh, what a relief. Seagull, coming. Yeah. Slowly make your way over. I reckon we've got a very narrow window of Is that you, Neil? Opportunity here. Uh, yes, hello. Hello again. <laughs> Been a while, eh? Yes, it has. You know, we really should have a catch-up soon regarding your mission. Yes, yes we should. I'm sorry that it's been so long. Oh, that's okay. God, you know, you've obviously been very busy with all of this. Yes, uh, yes I have. Uh, and also, I'm terribly sorry how we left things last time. Oh, you mean the uh, lightning strike? Directly into your face. I think it was more up my... Uh, well, it, actually, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. I wasn't quite myself at that moment. But what with the overwhelming grief over the loss of Ruby and... I, I know you were only trying to help... That's right. Luckily, I'm a I'm immortal. Hmm? True, true. Oh, uh, and is that Corundial? Yes. Hello, God. And uh, well done on all this. Fantastically fit and everything. Thank you. But uh, I thought you were in jail facing multiple charges. Oh, I, I was, but then they let me off. It was all just a misunderstanding. Bit like this situation now with the uh, um, fruit confusion. Oh, that must have been a relief for you. Anywho, uh, sorry everyone for, uh, Adam, why are you trying to cover your manhood with all those leaves? I suddenly feel awkward. Awkward? And you, Eve, why are you covering yourself up? You have nothing to be ashamed of. Show me that banana skin. Here. This isn't a banana skin. Actually, it is, Father. It was one of the first fruits that I named. You stupid, stupid fuck, Adam. That isn't a banana, it's an apple core. Which cursed creature gave you that apple? Okay, Uriel, time to split. It was him. Neil. Giddy up. Hang on, that's my bloody chariot. Whoa, now this is more like it. Look at that angry old man. He's like Gandalf gone mad. Whoosh! With all the thunder and lightning. Yes, the proverbial has really hit the fan. How truly devastating. Adam and Steve must be shitting it right now. So is this what you wanted to show me then? Yes, but it's more than just the pyrotechnics I wanted you to witness, Thomas. Fun though they are. The reason you're here is to see what your father is really like. 
What, because he sort of caused all this, you mean? There is no sort of about it, Thomas. It was your father that gave Adam and Eve the apple that has totally wrecked this idyll. And why did he do it? Because he thought he could seduce the most perfect and beautiful woman imaginable. Yeah, what a dick. Oh, more than a dick, Thomas. These are the actions of a deranged, narcissistic sociopath who destroys everything he touches. That fire in the bookshop, the attack on the restaurant, the wanton destruction of the promenade gardens. It was all because of Neil, Thomas. He can't help it. Death and destruction just follow in his wake. And to think, you never would have witnessed his full depravity in action if he had just bothered to look after you as he promised. Yeah, you're right. Total penis. What a mess. Certainly is, Sarge. Certainly is. That's five victims in total, all with scythe-related injuries. Could be a copycat killer. Could be. Or it could be that our prime suspect, Death, has retooled herself, as it were. Hello, gentlemen. Death! What are you doing here? This is a crime scene. Aye, certainly looks that way. How on earth did you know about this? You might have impounded my scythe and suspended my licence, officer. But you can't take away my intuition. Intuition? Aye, I've been dealing in death since the dawn of time. So let's just say I have a nose for it. And when there are five deaths in one night, in one location, well, something elemental in the fabric of my being makes this little bing sound. Oh, that must be useful, you know, in your line of business. I don't actually hear a ping, Constable. Oh, right. Course not. Let, let me just uh, scribble that out. You could, however, just be returning to the scene of the crime to remove some key piece of evidence that you left here on your first visit. Aye, that's true, officer. But seeing as you confiscated my scythe and I have a watertight alibi, then any attempt to pin this one on me won't stick, I'm afraid. Which poses the question, why are you here then? It's simple. To clear my name, get my job back, and to stop Cosmos from imploding. Imploding? What do you mean? Well, by removing me from my duties, you've inadvertently caused a meltdown in resources. Without my contribution to accounts, life usage is off the scale. Honestly, I think the wheels to Cosmos will soon be coming off with a very nasty screeching sound. A nasty screeching sound. Again, that's more a figure of speech, officer. Uh, Yeah. Just amend that note. So, Sarge, do you reckon we've stumbled into fuck it up territory? Uh, if this intel is legit, then it certainly seems so, Constable. Trust me, it's happening. Now, if you just let me have a little look around the crime scene, perhaps I can find you a lead that'll solve this case, exonerate me, and prevent you two from being thrown to the wolves. Well, all right then. But, uh, no funny business. I'm death, Sergeant. Not a comedian. And no offence to your erstwhile detecting skills, but I get a feeling this won't take too long. So, couldn't we just make up another batch, fire up the fusion kiln and bake a couple more? No, Douglas. I did smote the fusion kiln into a million pieces. Oh, that's a shame. Smote. Listen to me. 
The old language of wrath is never that far below the surface, is it? Well, understandably, God, it's a huge disappointment. But I vowed never to return to that state. It's only because you care, God. Adam and Eve, uh, Marks 1 and 2, were the pinnacle of your creation. No wonder you felt like smashing things up. I should have left the past in the past. There's nothing more upsetting than thwarted dreams, Douglas. Actually, there is betrayal. Betrayal? Yes. Jesus told David about the project. How do you know? Ryan. Just doing my job. I know. Can't be trusted, that one. And he's such a whinger. So he got crucified. Big deal. He's done all right since, hasn't he? What with his own therapist, art studio and swanky apartment. Yes, thank you, Ryan. Just saying. You know, David's never understood me or my creative needs. His only passion, if you could call it that, is this bloody rationalisation programme. I bet it was he that was somehow behind this debacle in Eden. Come in. Sorry to disturb, but there's something you should know. What's that, June? Hugh. He's been, um, well, uh, uh... Ah, I guessed it was only a matter of time. So, who now sits in my chair? David? Well, no one for the time being, but I understand that the director will soon be invited back. I see. Her? We can't have the director back in charge. No, you're right, Douglas. God, you must intervene. No, June, I intervened before and look what happened. Ruby died and an innocent seaside town got trashed. I'm staying out of it. But what if she resumes her ambitions to conquer the multiverse? What if she puts you back in that tiny office in the stationery department? Look, Douglas, I don't trust the director as far as I can throw her. But I don't trust myself either. I'm just not going to be provoked into being that person. A god of wrath and revenge. To be honest, the way I'm feeling right now, I'd rather just do Sudoku's and listen to the birds. Right, Hugh, if you'd like to very carefully begin dismantling these rocket launchers, then we can use the parts to retrofit the old model railway sets. Bring them up to date, see? <laughs> what a fab idea to do that, Toby. Well, with all these weapons sitting around unused, we might as well upcycle them. Oh, I tell you, it's so good to be back in the workshop making toys. I really didn't like being in charge of everything. Well, it's great to have you back, Hugh. Now that we've got this new Santa, we're going to need every skilled elf we can find. Talking of skilled elves, long time no see, Douglas. Hi, Toby. Oh, Hugh, so you're back at your bench already? Yeah, it's great to be back home. Is that a rocket launcher? Yeah, Toby had this fantastic idea to turn all the weapons that had been made for that multiverse campaign thing into Christmas toys. Well, the way things are going, we may well need a rocket launcher or two after all. What are you on about? Looks like the director is on her way back to take over Cosmos again. That's not good. I heard what happened to Ruby and then then that bust up at the seaside town. Exactly. But surely God doesn't want her back in power. God's got himself into a bit of a slough of despond. What with his Eden project failing and Jesus stabbing him in the back. Oh, right. Didn't know about that. So we're on our own. We've got to keep her away from the seat of power. You mean the High Council Chamber? Yes. It symbolises everything that Cosmos stands for. I'm happy here. I don't want to go back. We have to make a stand, Hugh. Don't worry. This time you won't be on your own. Toby, 
Master the elves. Okay, will do. Corby, where's Santa? Uh, he's out with Lily on a training run. Why? What's up? What's their destination? Uh, she radioed in not long ago, actually. It said they were off to a, a place called Sea View. Sea View? Yeah. Shit. Mrs. Taylor, Clive, possibly Neil. They're all in danger. Because of Santa? Aye. See this photo? Is that blood? Yes. A big sticky puddle of the stuff. And right there in the middle, that's the unmistakable footprint of Santa's patent leather boot. Eternal Strife was written, directed and recorded by Bruce Windward and featured the voices of Angela McIntosh, Mark Crozer, Simon Hook, James Pepper, Katie Southwell and Bruce Windward. Music and sound design by Bruce Windward.